time to thrive. Welcome to the Thrivology Podcast with Dr. Lee Bauckham. Join us as we explore ways that you can thrive in your life, regardless of what life throws at you. It's your life. Time to live it. Well, it must be political season because I begin to see more and more bumper stickers that are proclaiming the politics of the time. And and the other day I was following someone and I noticed a bumper sticker that I think was at least a couple of elections ago that said, it's not my fault, don't blame me. And it had another slogan on it, which made me begin to think about this. It's not my fault. Don't blame me. We're talking about these immutable laws of living. And today the immutable law of living is that your life is your responsibility. Nobody else's. It's your responsibility. Which reminds me of a client I had, Pete, one time. I remember Pete very well because Pete was convinced of one thing. Everything was against him. Pete told me stories about how his friends did him wrong. And it seemed like almost a weekly basis his friends were doing him wrong. And yet, there the friends were the next week. Then he told me stories about how his spouse had done him wrong. Pete was on his third marriage. But each time, his spouse was doing him wrong. Then Pete told me stories about how his parents didn't do what they needed to do. His parents had done him wrong. Then Pete told me how his boss had screwed him over and over. Now, Pete had had about six or seven jobs, and each time he left because his boss was screwing him over. Pete told me about how his kids took advantage of him. Two of his kids were in adulthood, and he continued to tell me how they were taking advantage of him on a weekly basis. Pete told me about how companies all around him were stealing his money, how they were demanding too much money for the things they were doing. He basically had a frame where everything was being done to him that he'd been done wrong. He was a walking country music song about how somebody had done him wrong repeatedly. So I finally said to him at one point after a long barrage of these stories, there's one thing I noticed that's in common with all of these situations, Pete. He said, Right, I know, the world screws you, right? And I said, nope. The common piece around this, Pete, is that you are involved in every one of those situations. You are the common element across all of these. Pete looked at me for a minute and was a bit surprised because he felt like I was on his side, that I was also seeing what he was seeing, that all these places were doing him wrong. I said, Pete, your life is your responsibility. How your life goes, what you do with your life, what level of success or happiness, and I put both of those in quotations because they always concern me, but your level of success or happiness, even how you live out your design, how you're designing the world. Now, Pete was a little confused by that, but I firmly believe that people are designed for a couple of things, just in our very makeup. You know, the Stoics used to talk about how uh, within the things around us, there's a design. Trees are designed to be trees. Flowers are designed to be flowers. And so trees are designed to make fruit or to make leaves or to make seeds. And flowers are designed to have beautiful flowers. And the Stoics said that people need to live out their design. I believe that people are designed to make an impact in the world, to impact the people around them in positive ways, to impact themselves in positive ways, to impact the world in positive ways, to find purpose and to live out their meaning. 
Now, there are uh, other pieces to that, but Pete was a little caught up in this idea because he was so convinced that he had been done wrong. So then I added one other corollary, because while I believe that each of us are responsible for our own lives, that includes saying that others are responsible for their lives. We can't do it for them. We can't make them happy. And we can't keep them from making bad decisions. This is incredibly important as parents because many times we as parents feel responsible for our children's actions and yet we have no control over what our children do. And that's the problem with this. Whenever we decide to be responsible for somebody else, we have decided to be responsible for something over which we have no power and no control. So we are responsible for our own lives and others are responsible for their lives. Now, there are a couple of things that this doesn't mean. So let me clarify this. First, it doesn't mean that all bad things are your fault. In fact, fault and responsibility are not in the same ballpark whatsoever. So I'm not saying that if something bad happens, and there are philosophies and, and also uh, more uh, spiritual uh, practices that believe that everything around you you create. If a bad storm comes, you've created it. I don't believe that, but I'm setting that aside for this. You might believe that. You might choose that. I'm using this as a different way. There are things that happen all around us. There are illnesses that come. There are bad things that happen in the weather. There are world events over which we have no control. There are times when we are just at the wrong place at the wrong time. And yet we have responsibility on how we react and respond in those situations. Also, don't believe that all good things are solely because of you. That there are times when you're just lucky. Maybe you won the gene pool. Maybe you were born into a family with billions of dollars and some of it came to you or even millions of dollars and some of it came to you. Years ago, I was having a discussion with a businessman and, and he had a very successful business. And he was telling me his, the story of him being the self-made man, that all of his success was up to him. And I reminded him that he had the opportunity to buy the business from his father who had built that business up. And not only was he able to buy the business because then he said, yeah, but I did buy it. And I said, yes. And you bought it with the profits from that company. So basically, you were buying it to give him the profits down the road so it would be passed on to you. That's an opportunity not many people get. Or maybe you come from a disadvantaged background where you couldn't quite get the funding together to go to the school you wanted to. That's the bad things, not your fault. And also the good things are not because of you. We sometimes just get lucky and sometimes there's bad luck for what's around us. This has nothing to do with that. Also, don't believe that everybody's on their own. I'm not saying that when you're not responsible for anyone else, you can just do whatever you want and not worry about the rest of the world. Remember, we're designed to make an impact. We're designed to be impactful, make a difference in the world. When we see injustice, we're responsible to speak up for it. But you can only get people to do so much. After that, somebody else has to take on their own responsibility. You see, what I'm talking about has nothing to do with fault at all. We're not talking here about finding fault or blame in any way. Look at the word responsibility, and I think you'll notice something very important. It's response-able or response 
ability. You have the ability to respond. And that's the important part. This is an analogy I use very often, but it makes sense to me anyway. If you're in a house and the house catches fire and there's a fire going on all around you with people all around you, that's not the time to say, who did this? Who caused this problem? Who set this fire? The time is to find everybody a way out, to get yourself safely out, to make sure that you do everything to make sure that everybody makes it out safely right? That's the time for that. So a burning house is not the time to assign blame, to look around and and ponder whose fault this is. It's a time for action, to get clear, to make sure that everything is safe. That's responsibility. It's not about blame. It's about being able to respond. Viktor Frankl is one of my favorite authors. Viktor Frankl survived the Holocaust camp to watch his family be killed in the Holocaust, to have his life work destroyed in front of him, at a concentration camp, and he came out to recreate that work, leaving us with the great legacy of man's search for meaning as his book. Viktor Frankl talks about the space, and I love this concept of space. He says between stimulus, in other words, when something happens, and response, in other words, how you then respond to that situation, there is a space So his quote, without my commentary, between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. It's the space. Something happens and there is a moment when you can either react or choose a response your ability to respond. For instance, your business is failing. Do you choose a different path? Do you find a different way through that process? Or do you follow the business down the drains? Or a relationship is in trouble. Do you find a different way of responding? Or do you continue the slide into the death of that relationship? Or maybe your health is failing. Do you find a different way to react? Maybe to find better care, maybe to care for yourself better, maybe to eat better. Or do you continue the path that's destroying your body? In all of those opportunities, we can respond differently. We can choose a response. Here's the thing. We always get to choose our path, not the starting point of the path, but where we go on that path. In fact, in the next podcast, I'll be talking about how do you deal with what is, what the current situation is, because we do a lot of battles with what is. In fact, sometimes this whole debate about being responsible is starts with deciding where you really are right now, the what is. And you're responsible for that choice. And remember that not choosing is still a choice. When I was young, I, I think I probably was 11 or 12, my father, when he would go away on a business trip, would come back with some some nice little trinket just to say, hey, I was thinking about you. Sometimes it was a toy. You know, I remember a skateboard, which led to him landing on his back as he tried to show me how to ride a skateboard that I already knew how to ride. But on this particular trip, he came back with a paperweight. And I remember the quote of the paperweight because the longer I thought about it, the more true it has become. The paperweight said across the top, not to decide is to decide. 
In other words, not taking action is still taking action. It's still choosing a response even if you do nothing. So in all those situations of a business failing or a relationship in trouble or health failing, if you do nothing, you're still choosing a response whether you recognize it or not. And that's where we're really pointing towards. You are 100% responsible for your life whether you want to be or not. You are. Not choosing to take a response is choosing a response anyway. You can't not decide your action. So how do we break this immutable law of living? The first thing is to walk around proclaiming it's not my responsibility. There's plenty of evidence from research and just from watching the world that we all like to pretend it's not our responsibility. Something is happening. Somebody's being injured. Some injustice has happened. And we would rather say it's not my responsibility and walk away. The same is true in our own life. When something bad happens, we say it's not my responsibility. It's not my fault is what we mean. So when we proclaim it's not my responsibility, it's not my fault, we're violating this law. The second way is when we say there's nothing I can do. There's always something that can be done. Maybe not to get you completely out of the situation, but to decide how you're going to live through it, to make a choice on how to live through it. Viktor Frankl talks about the fact that in any situation, you still get to choose your attitude. That's something that can never be taken from you. So no matter what's going on, at a bare minimum, we get to choose our attitude. And usually we have so many other choices along the way that it's not true. There's nothing I can do. We get to choose what we're going to do. The third way we break the law is pointing the blame for everybody else. Remember my, my client, Pete. Everybody else was to blame for it. He was the last one to be blamed. And yet he was fully responsible in all of those situations. So how do we get back into obeyance with this law? Remember, the law is your life is your responsibility. The first thing I would encourage you to do is look for common recurring themes in your life. You'll notice that many times we do the same thing over and over and over again, finding ourselves in the same situations over and over and over again, but only do we notice it when we look. If we don't look, we don't notice. We would rather not notice those pieces of the roles we're playing throughout our lives. So ask yourself three questions when you notice those recurring roles. Number one, what was my role in it? What role was I playing in that particular theme that keeps happening? What role was I playing? Number two, what was your choice? Notice that whatever happened was your choice. You might not have been aware that there was another choice, but that doesn't mean you can't now look back and say, oh, that was the choice I made. Number three, how would you choose differently if it were to happen now? What was your role? What was your choice and how would you choose differently going forward? Because whenever we begin to play, what would I do next time? We're better prepared when next time comes, even if it looks a little different. Number two, shift from reactive to proactive. Shift from reactive to proactive. Sometimes we can keep some bad stuff from coming our way if we head it off at the pass. Several years back, I was uh, with my kids. We were eating at a fast food restaurant. We went in. 
We ate, we came out, I put the keys in the ignition, and nothing happened. I couldn't believe my fairly new car was letting me down. I called AAA, they came, they said, yeah, I think I don't know what's wrong, but it's not the battery. So we towed it to the dealer only to find that it was a defective battery. Now, my initial reaction was to be angry at the people who made that battery and angry at the dealership for having left a bad battery in my, my car and angry at AAA for not having figured out it was a bad battery. But I had to really be thinking back about the days in advance when it started kind of slow, when it wouldn't quite turn over. Each time it did turn over, but I knew that there was an issue and I did nothing to cut it off. Instead of being proactive and getting in front of that, I had to be reactive and playing catch up, which made us late to some other events and left me and the kids stranded for a while and spent my afternoon chasing down a bad battery rather than maybe a couple of hours earlier to deal with that in advance. That's the difference between being proactive and reactive. Sometimes we can be very angry and upset about something and then look back and realize that we were a part of that process. The third way we get back into abeyance is to accept full responsibility for our own life. Just accept it. Just say, I get it. I am responsible. One of my favorite people is Jack Canfield. You might have heard me interview him on this podcast, but Jack is a a great proponent of one very special equation, E plus R equals O. That's his success formula, E plus R equals O. E is the event, and it's external to you. E is some event that happens outside of you. Maybe you have no control over it. Maybe you do, but maybe you have no control. It just comes upon you. That's the event. And it can be anything, somebody doing something or just where you are at the wrong time or, you know, your health getting hit with an illness, anything else, anything that's external to you is the event. And then there's the R and that's your response. And it's always your choice, whether you see it or not. Some people believe that the event comes along and that's that. It equals the O, the outcome. Other people believe that their choice should determine everything, but the equation is event plus response equals the outcome. You don't always get what you want in the outcome. Depending on what the event is and depending on what your choice is, it determines the outcome. It's a combination of that that gets us there. Sometimes our choice is only about our attitude because the event is so overwhelming. Sometimes our choice is so great that the event almost doesn't matter. We still get exactly what we want or very close to it. But it's always a summation. Event plus response equals outcome. The way you alter the event is by your response. The fourth way we get back into abeyance is to allow others responsibility for their own lives. This is not abdication of your role in anything, but it's a clarification of your role. If you're a parent to realize that you can do the best parenting job in the world and your children will still make choices that you would not want them to make. You can be the best boss in the world and still have employees that do things that get in the way of your business. You can be the best driver in the world and some other driver on the road still runs into you. 
This is where we realize that others are still going to do what they're going to do. Our task is still to choose how we will respond in those situations. But others are always responsible for their role. I hope this has been helpful. I hope hope you've gotten some thoughts about how you might take on more responsibility in your life, how you might be able to consistently apply that equation, E plus R equals O, event plus response equals outcome, and how to let others live their lives, recognizing that you don't have as much control as you would like over that. This brings you back in. If this has been helpful, please share it with others. Please use the social media uh, just below as a way of gathering, if you're on my website, just a way of gathering other people, like-minded people, and say, hey, let's add more responsibility. In this day and age, our world needs more people stepping up and saying, I am responsible, and fewer people saying it's not my fault. Don't fall into the it's not my fault camp. Let's live a thriving life. This is Lee Balkum wishing you the best as you work to live a thriving life. You've been listening to the Thriveology Podcast. Thank you for listening. If you want more information, visit us at thriveology.com or at thriveologymagazine.com. Remember that Thriveology is spelled T-H-R-I-V-E-O-L-O-G-Y. It's your life. Time to live it. Thank you.